You are now listening to The Open Canvas. Open Canvas, this is Taj Alexander. I'm here with a special guest. This person is an artist, a craftsman. He works in multiple mediums and finds ways to express himself that are uniquely his own. So without any further ado, I'll let you introduce yourself, man. Uh, my name is Clockwork Cross from the Lower East Side. Uh, my real name is Crosby. But yeah, a surrealist clockmaker, you know, makes surrealist ball clocks nice. for the people. <laughs> uh, shout out to Tapura and shout out to Merck. They actually both mentioned you and like, you know, Taj, you got to talk to this guy. Family. <laughs> how, do you, yeah. how do you know those guys? Uh, I've known Merck for a couple years. Uh, I've been following them. They make solid music. I've known Tapura for like, you know, like decade or more. I used to play ball both from the Lower East Side. So real Lower East Side shit, you mm. know what I mean? But yeah, both both family, you know what I mean? Watching them grow. And people starting to see, you know, us doing our thing. So yeah, yeah, recognize that, you know? Growing up and, and seeing those guys around, how has it been just seeing the growth and the progression like with what both of you guys are doing? I mean, the Lower East Side had like a couple opportunities with like True Life and, you know, some other people in the neighborhood to pop off with the, with the hip hop. And like, maybe we were a bit younger, but I think we've got that same kind of like energy now. And people are recognizing that because it's like Harlem, you know, took off and has it has you know the ASAP Mob and and even like the South banded together and, and got on. You can see like the progression of people seeing different areas pop off, and like I think the lower is is up next. You know what I mean? People need to see that there's talent out here. There's a couple people like Ron O'Neill. He's got like you know Rick Ross co-signing him and putting him on like. So there's, there's a lot of things happening in the Lower East Side right now that people are starting to pay attention to. Absolutely, man. So for you, you're not like common in regards to your medium or your form of like expression right. or your art. How can you even explain what you do? I mean, I found I found a lane of my own, you know what I mean? Like I did, I did music for a long time. I directed music videos. I did graphic design. I did clothes. I had like the whole, the whole hood rocking Lower Decks and uh, Arboros for a hot minute. And like, really, I was shying away from the art when I was like, well, my parents have always done, hmm. you know what I mean? Because I was one, I'll make my own lane. But really what happened is people started resonating with the clocks and like, you gotta go with sometimes what works, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was paying my bills and living off the clocks. I had to take that shit serious. So I kind of like took, a, took that as like the omen to be like, all right, I might chill out with the music and the rest of the creative stuff and do what, nobody else is doing because it's really working mm. it's hard to be honest with yourself sometimes to be like this is what i really need to do yeah so it's it's nice that nobody else is doing that because i'm like all right i'm clockwork yeah, you know yeah. what i mean yeah. so but at the same time there's so much to be done that you know i've still got my ear to the streets i pay attention to people telling me you know what i mean you should do this you should do that but i know in myself what what i'm what i'm doing Absolutely, man. So you just like listed off very casually just a number of the things that you've been involved in over the years. Like, can you explain what it started? What started this? Because like it sounded like you were more of an entrepreneur starting out, like figuring yeah. out ways to sort of create business for yourself. Like, what what did you start? What was your first endeavor? I mean, I've always been a writer. You know what I'm saying? So I used to like do poetry in high school. I mean, and like play ball. And then nobody wanted to listen to their poetry. And then yeah, everybody started battling after school and shit. Yeah. So it just ended up transitioning into rap. And I was just rapping every day, like nonstop. I still do, but like it was just like that's all I thought about. You know what I mean? And then I was like, 
oh, I want to make a shirt. And then people would be like, oh, you, you got a computer, you can make me an album cover. So I started making album covers for people. I started making websites. And then I want music video, so I start shooting my music video. And then people were like, yo, let me get a music video. Mm. So charging. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? <laughs> so it just grows like that because I'm doing it for myself. And yeah. then people recognizing that and they like, yo, you want to fuck with it? So right. it just naturally occurred. Like it keeps going like that. But, you know, now it's like they want to clock themselves. Mm. Or, you know what I mean? They want someone that inspires them. So it's still the same vein, but... It's just a completely different business now. Yeah. Thing. I'm creative. Like, I'm going to make whatever I can think up in my head I hear and you, make man. it see it in real life. Yeah. You, know what I mean? you mentioned the, the brand. Was it said Lower Decks? Like, what Lower Decks. It was City Slickers. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like my friends, they all did graph. We all did graph and shit. And then we started doing silk screens. We learned how to do t-shirts. And we would flip every logo we had. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like... And we just started making shit, and then we had those shop, you know what I mean? We would be making shirts for everybody, bang, and flipping the lower deck, like the North Face logo. Yeah. So yeah. everybody had that shit. I was selling shits out of Burkina. Mm. We were doing hand-to-hand, yeah. making custom hoodies for people, whatever, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, it, that was just that was just a product of us making our shit for ourselves mm. and then starting to flip it because everybody wanted. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always been like that. We had MTV uh, come through the crib, and we had the man high and shit. Like, <laughs> they forgot to film half that shit, so yeah. that shit was on MTV, like, university for colleges or something like that. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? We brought MTV to the hood and had them in the shop. That's like, crazy. Yeah, yeah, crazy shit. So, you know? so for you, man, like, what was that like having, like, people notice what you were doing? Because it's one thing to create for yourself, and just right. create something that you're interested in and like this is what I like is basically what you were doing but what was that transition like from when you realized like this is bigger than just something that you and your friends enjoy doing I mean you know what I mean when everybody you're walking around and people that you don't know are rocking your shit and they don't even know that you did that you know what I mean sometimes it's cause other people doing shit and you're like oh that's a dope feeling you know what I mean even now with the clocks I always say like the best the best part of it is when I give somebody the clock to see how hyped they are. Mm. You know what I mean? Because the clock has to be somebody that inspires and motivates them specifically. So each clock is specific to that person. That right there itself, you know. When I ship it out, I don't get to see that excitement. That that energy is really what drives the whole shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, man. So, like, what got you in the clocks? Like, what made you say, like, this was the move I wanted to make? Like, this is so unorthodox. I think this shit's kind of found me. That shit very serendipitous. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I always find money everywhere. You know what I mean? I find money constantly. I don't know if I'm looking for it or I'm just manifesting that shit. But mm-hmm. I went to go figure out something for this art show. And I didn't even make clocks yet. But I had made these faces for a class so I could not memorize the shit. I wrote all the shit on the back of these heads of all the people. <laughs> yeah. And I just held it up and read it. I'm like, hung over the class. <laughs> like, fuck it. You know what I mean? So I had the face like that, and then... How old were you when you were doing this? I was, I was like, you know, uh, sophomore in college or something like okay. that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, I was taking classes on surrealism and a Bloomsbury group with all the intellectuals from England. Yeah. So some real creative shit, and I'm just looking at all these weird things. I'm getting into, like, the trippy shit, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just being real into a different outlook on Salvador Dali and all this weird shit. So, like, I went to a 99 cent store on 14th Street, and I'm walking through trying to just find something. And I found like $36 in front of all these boxes of clocks. Mm. And they had these old little gold dials. 
similar to my dials now but real small yeah yeah and i was like fuck it, i'm gonna buy all these clocks so i mm. bought like 20 clocks i kept like 16 dollars <laughs> you know what i mean so like yeah, yeah. and then i'm like go back to the house and i'm messing around i cut the eye i put the clock through the eye because i had seen a, a, a surrealist film of shuan delu where they cut this woman's eye so i did that Whoa. and then like my roommate is sleeping and I'm putting batteries in all the clocks, so they're all ticking. Mm. And he wakes up like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was like, oh, I'm on to something. Yeah, I'm pissing yeah. him off, like, all right, cool. And then I'm looking at, like, Frederick Douglass and Tupac staring back at me. Mm. I'm like, wow, all right. <laughs> you know, I'm, I feel the effect of it, because mm. I mean, all literary people that, like, I liked. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I was right. looking at Langston Hughes and poets and Mises there, people that I was studying right there mm. to be like, oh, okay, I can have a connection. And then I did a silent auction and let people bid on them and I sold them all out. And yeah. I was like, okay. I got something. I got something here. Because yeah. I'm already doing film and this other stuff. This just made me, like, bread over overnight. And I'm right. like, all right. You know what I mean? It took a while to get to where I'm at now with all the progressions of it, but mm. I was up where the food was trying to sell clocks. Right. Like, not everybody needs an album cover, right. you know what I mean? Right, or right. a t-shirt. They don't care. Like, they don't care about the lower deck of it purchase, you know mm. what I mean? But mm. selling some clocks and people are like, boom, $20. Like, yeah. you know. You were naming some of the people that you chose to, to use for those pieces. Langston Hughes, Frederick Douglass, like people that like have meaning to them. Right. Like I, when I just think of that, like I feel like you're immortalizing them through like a timepiece, which is crazy. So, so for you, like name some of the other people you chose to sort of represent through your your clock work. I mean, all those were literary people. So like um, Bo or like Virginia Woolf, you know, anybody that I was looking at that was putting me onto game, I was making those, and those were all black and white, you know, faces. Mm -hmm like cardboard cutout printouts real ratty looking because mm -hmm. i didn't know what i was doing then somebody came back and said like frederick douglas got a watermark and his face ran so i started covering him up but you know now i have like on my wall i got my my brother rad on the wall who passed away mm -hmm. and then my god uh, godfather um david wanarovich like those mm -hmm. are people who passed that are that are close to me in my heart like i look at those every day yeah that are like fearless artists to to move forward so like it's always changed mm -hmm. i had like uh uh edgar Allan poe wooden clock in my crib oh, for the longest because i was like all right who i want to see mm -hmm. but at the same time like who i want and what people want are two different things and mm -hmm. i always say like they need to have who they want. Mm. If they're not buying it because of who I am, you know what I'm saying? They're buying it because they get somebody that that they need to look at everybody every day to get something out of it. You know what I'm saying? Because sure. of that. For sure. Like you said, you went to purchase. I went to SUNY purchase. Okay. Yeah. So from there, like you were, you're selling these clocks, and people were beginning to take notice to what you were doing. What sort of led you to your next step? I mean, like a natural progression. They're like, oh, can I get a color, Marilyn Monroe? You're like, oh, I don't do color yet. I guess I gotta do the color, because right. I'm starting to, I'm trying to get, give people what they want. You know what I'm saying? Right. The same thing. I'm still listening to like, you know what I mean? I take it with a grain of salt. But they're like, oh, you need to fix this, or how do I hang this up? They're just, you know, squares. Now I got hinges. Mm -hmm. The dials became bigger gold dials. The same idea initially that I had, because that something was there, something special was there, so I kept that element. Mm. whatever was sparked there that wherever it came from i still got that part in there but i just tried to elevate it a little bit more a little bit more mm. push the envelope on it you know what i'm saying i mean people people always will tell you stuff and you got to be like your own 
judge your character how to figure out what you need to do for yourself you know what I'm saying I'm like three years back on most of my ideas yeah but I mean the progression of just people telling me pushed me to directions you know what I'm saying like for sure that's how it is it's usually like you you learn out of necessity you're not necessarily have everything mapped out I'm gonna be doing this at this stage and this at this stage and I'm gonna keep progressing it's really like you said like you're like oh shit I, I'm doing something great but now I need to expand my operation i need to add another piece i need to add another uh weapon to my arsenal right so instead of like just asking around for people to do it you got to learn yourself you got to almost like put yourself through a trial and error you know so yeah i definitely understand that i mean i was just telling you earlier with the podcast it's like i had to learn on my own really like it's it's sort of like as you go you realize okay i want to do this better i want to improve in this way instead of waiting you got to figure it out you know you got to just figure it out and you got to fail sometimes and I fail a lot. Yeah, man. Yeah, I fail a lot to grow. Mm. I've failed so many times. I started from scratch. All the clothing stuff, like I left that shit like Dr. Dr. Dre from Death Row, like fuck it. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I got I got robbed before I was on my shit. Life is crazy. It could throw mad curveballs at you. But like the fact that I'm alive, I can always create again. Mm. I can call I can go nowhere with nothing and figure that shit out because I'm alive I can do that you know what I'm saying that's real man honestly like wow yeah man so like I mean you mentioned just some some of the like things that you've been through in terms of like setbacks how important were those setbacks in terms of you sort of like pushing forward and progressing I mean life you know I've always had hardships I'm a white kid from the Lower East Side like I had long hair when I was little I got thick skin you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. but like at the end of the day you got to know in yourself what's right and what's wrong and and think you know you have the best judge of character or best judgment in yourself to 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 move so no matter what the world throws at you you can you can take it on use it as energy or inspiration and, and do something positive with that shit because right. really you know you can either you got two choices you're gonna sit and sulk mm. and do nothing and feel like you know i mean no big hand is gonna come out the sky and save you you got to go out and get it and then there ain't no way to figure out you know what i mean it's no guidebook baby you know what i mean like that's that's what it is and it's like i've been i've always had to figure that shit out and not really like worry about people gonna think you know what i mean let Mm. them let them decide if they talking about you you're doing something right yeah because they're talking about it yeah you know if you quiet and you waiting around for that opportunity that shit might never come like Mm. figure that shit out fail you know what i mean like yeah it's just what it is yeah man it's like having that like losing your fear to fail you know like that that should no longer exist i mean once you get past that like block that mental block it's like things just open up and you realize if even if you do fail it's not that bad you know it's not over i always i always been big on like doing something and give it to the world Mm -hmm. and let the world take it you know what i'm saying let Mm -hmm. it marinate give it to them and if it's solid and it's real people gonna feel that and they'll do the rest of that for you you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying they'll rock with it and they'll it'll spread like wildfire you know what i'm saying definitely because it's real yeah man yeah that's the thing when you let people champion your work for you it goes a lot further you know so i think that's a that's a good point man for you after like being at suny purchase like where, where were you living next I had a rough time at SUNY Purchase. Like I was EOP, so I got in on some financial aid. You know what I mean? EOP is an educational opportunity program, and whatever, whatever. I got to purchase. I didn't want to go to school. I really went because my mom's was really like go to school. Yeah. You know what I mean, I was in the streets. I was not trying to do that, and it was hard to like take myself out of it enough right. to go to school. And I was still coming back on the weekends. I had some other friends 
die over crazy shit and I got fucked up. I went to depression. Mm. You know what I mean? I went through some motions and I came back to the city. I went to BMCC for a semester. I just to try to be back home, I felt so removed, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I went back to purchase and I, I closed my shit out. I went uh, back to the lower and I was living at my, my, my best friend's house on 9th between C and D for a while. That was like, you know, that was like a squat. You know what mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. and it was like they're about to fix the building up, but there were some personal things going on, so I held it down for him, and we we rocked out. He let me rock in the crib, you know. From there, I mean, I was living there for a couple years. I've been on my parents' couch here and there, floating around, trying to just survive, sell shit, make art, pay whatever little bills I could, and then I ended up just linking up with different people. Now I got like a spa, I got a studio now. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to go and trap out the Kinkos no more. Mm. It took me like a year to get comfortable in in the studio to be able to work here because I was so used to being on on the street running around. Right, right. And like to be have a space and be like, oh, I don't have to go out. Mm. This is like the first couple months I've actually been able to just breathe and be like, mm. oh, I don't got to go nowhere. Yeah. I don't got to go out and carry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy, but... Like all of that shit was really just like where the fucking what can I do to 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 keep pushing my art out? I don't want to work a fucking nine to five. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to do that. They don't have. That's not gonna put me where I want to be in life. Mm-hmm. So if I gotta go and sell a fucking music video for five hundred dollars real quick, even though I know I should charge more, I'm gonna go do that. Yeah. You know, rather than work for something. I, last job I had was a rehearsal job over at the sweatshop. I don't know how to use no. Yeah, like set up drum kits yeah but i went over there and i was sitting there and over switches i'd be sitting on my computer doing graphics like yeah all right boom it's like i fired i'm like all right fuck that i ain't doing these jobs no more like i'm about to take this shit serious yeah start doing art shows and really go get it it's just figuring out the other pieces of the puzzle that i was missing Mm. to be able to like know that all right i got the art but now how do i get the art out Mm. you know what i mean how do i get this oh i need to fuck with somebody like this and put myself around creatives that are in the same mindset as me to go where I want to be, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And these are skills you can't really teach. You actually have to just get out and do it, right. you know? But like for somebody like a young artist, or they could be a, an artist or a fashion designer or anyone and they're like, man, I'm creating, but how do I get it out? How can I connect with the right people? What would you say to them? Show it, show it, you know what I mean? Create and show it, wear it, you know what I mean? Play it, don't be scared to like, you know what I mean? Give it to the world. Like, if, if, if you're hiding it, you're trying to perfect it, you, nobody's ever going to get to hear it. You're never going to get to wear it. You're never going to get to see it. You really got to just let people follow along with your story. And that's cool because, like, you get to get people to root for you from every step of the way. You come out and you big celebrity overnight success, people don't even go, who the fuck you are? They don't even really care. Maybe you had a popping mm. song, but are you real? You know what mm. I'm saying? You have like a ground up following that follows and roots for you the whole way. Like you're gonna be untouchable. Mm. You're gonna be undeniable. Yeah. Cause yeah. they watched you grind out. You know what I'm saying? People watch, they ruined for Cardi B cause they're like, yo, she's real and I seen her. Yeah. You progress all this way. From the bottom. Yeah, and then yeah. nobody's gonna nobody's gonna say nothing. When somebody tries to pull up, they're gonna be like, nah, you gotta sit your ass down. Don't yeah. talk about her <laughs> like that. Because yeah. it's real. You yeah. know what I mean? So just don't be scared to like go out and just do it. Be, be humble, be fucking vulnerable, and show it. You know yeah, what I mean? People man. can feel it. That's real. It's like the Cardi B effect, man. It's like, 
it's real. It's a real thing. Word. You got to think about it. Like even like in her interviews, you could just see how honest she is. Right. And the fact that she's not perfect, and she actually like champions being not perfect and having a, a like a past that isn't like cookie she said, cutter. She said, "Get a bag and fix your teeth." I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, for real." And it's like when when that happens, and like people like see a person who's being themselves authentically from the beginning all the way to where they are now and they're still themselves like they're gonna ride with them regardless you know the ups the downs what have you like she has loyal people behind her who believe in her message and just who she is as a person you know so i think that's a great example of like someone who like is taking all those things you you just said and like manifesting it in not only just like sitting on the talent, but actually growing in it, you know? I, I think perfection is like one of the the worst like misconceptions that we can have as like creatives, you know? It's like, that, that's so crippling to want to be perfect, you know? Absolutely. Like to put your stuff out like and, and it not be perfect and you're still learning, that's, that's the goal when you have the world engage with your work and they can give you feedback and you can say, okay, wait, no, I can get, I can do better next time. Just wait, you know, like 100%. it's motivation. You're like getting better as you go versus trying to create the best product on your first try. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I got a bunch of music online and like it's all boom bap. And sometimes I listen to it and I'll be cringing like, damn, like I, I don't even want to hear that, <laughs> but I'm not going to take it down off the mm. internet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'll make something new and drop that. But like, I don't want to hide who I am, who I was, who I'm going to be. Like, you know what I mean? So in that vein, it's kind of like you just just, just grow in yourself and let people watch. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And so taking your work and you're, you're like slowly progressing. You're slowly like learning your, your style and how you communicate. Your voice, your artistic voice. What was the next phase for you? Like from like, okay, I'm, I'm working on these small small pieces for people than to say, okay, I want to take it to the next step. Like, how, like, what was that transition like for you? I mean, honestly, sometimes I don't know where inspiration comes from. Like, mm. you can have source materials, you watch TV or movies, listen to music, and it should just, like, the idea hits you. Yeah. But, you know, from... from or, or, like, even walking down the street. Right. Like, something just, like... I did, I did uh, like, laser-edged wooden clocks mm. with Goodwood, and it ended up just happening because I knew the person who actually was running the carry was a home like a homegirl of mine for yeah, that long. Yeah. I didn't even know she had owned Goodwood. Yeah. And it was something <laughs> I wanted to do, and it just, like, the world put it together. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's always stuff. Melting clocks. It's just... I take baby steps. I like to take like the small steps to get to to that point. It's just like people watching, so you get mm-hmm. you know. I don't mm-hmm. want to jump too far ahead, mm-hmm. and and people be lost as to what's going on. Right. Like I have different things. Um, that's why I said I'm like three years back mm-hmm. on half my ideas because it's taken me this long to get a, a place to show this one or yeah. that one. Or I take the group show. I did over like 300 shows in the last three three four years mm. and i slowed down i was doing that in like two years boom 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 because i had so much work like all right i got this idea boom i'm gonna put this i'm gonna put this together finish this now where i'm gonna show it because mm-hmm. i want to be able to have people appreciate it and let you know give it to the world so like i'm still getting ideas done the sword with the puzzle pieces oh, yeah. the samurai sword with all the puzzle pieces on it yeah. like I had sketched that like five years ago mm. and so I finally found a sword I'm like oh <laughs> then I found the pieces I'm like boom Yeah. now I had the space to do that mm. I'm not in the backyard trying to spray paint you know right, what I mean right, I can right. I can walk out the room come back 
and then half these things are just like I, you know you never know what's what's gonna come yeah, like yeah. pieces people walk in and like oh that's perfect I need that uh-huh. so I mean I got layers and layers of different kind of ideas and artwork in the, in in here you know let alone the world Definitely. clocks everywhere whatever it is but I always got my ear to the streets to, to see what's going on and, and and pull like ideas out the sky you know yeah man like I'm even just looking around in this this room and there's so much more in the the whole like studio in the apartment I'm, I'm just seeing like so many different layers and stories that you're telling through your work man like what you say inspiration comes from different places like what what like are you currently excited about creatively? what like the thing is is like I'll get a I'll get a you know like a group show that comes up and I'll be like alright it's named 90s or it's named something and I'm like alright that's the theme I'll make something fresh Gordon Ramsay style like right off the plate so mm-hmm. they're getting it piping hot like fuck <laughs> You know, you got to yeah. be able to give them something yeah. current and fresh and because and, I'm here to create, you know what I mean? If it's fitting for something old, boom, I'll throw that in there too. Mm-hmm. But most times I'm like, I'm really doing call and response. So mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm always big on trying to like, in my head, boxing the artist. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I'm trying to have like dopest shit in the show. Mm-hmm. You know, that Warhol Basquiat with the gloves on. I'm really about that. Like, mm-hmm. all right, there's some competition. I rap forever. So MC's got that competition. Fine, yeah, already. you like, it's you want to have the bars. Yeah. So I kind of treat that like an art too, where, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's more lax than that. And I'm not really even out like doing that. It's my people's most time in the shows. But I'm I'm trying to like bring something new and fresh every time. Absolutely. So I'm really always just like looking at what's going on. Like, all right, I'm gonna do this for this. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't see there's like a formula to it. No, for sure, for sure, man. And I know recently too, you said you you did some pieces for the the Mayweather McGregor fight, right? Yeah. How was that? Like putting that together? Uh, big clocks. So like I've done all these smaller clocks, and I wanted to transition to the big clocks, and I've kind of been like hesitant to do that Mm -hmm. because you know like everybody expects that's the progression Mm. so i finally had opportunity to do the pop-up in l in la in vegas for showtime Mm -hmm. for the fight and i did the melting clock so i'm like all right i'm gonna do the big clocks Mm. like let's do the big the big boys gotta come out you know what i mean like (laughs) so i mean that's a natural progression i'm gonna do that you know in the future coming up probably in the next couple months where it's all big melting clocks I yeah. got a couple ideas with. I got like 100 Xanax pillows me and my brother Ozzy gonna do mm. coming up they got more more like drug awareness where you like you got a pillow and you sleep it's a pillow mm. and you sleep on the drug until you sleep on the drugs you know what I'm that's saying that's crazy like, that's crazy but bro people yeah. wanna see it and be like oh it's a Xanax pillow that's lit mm. but it's like there's gotta be some meaning there's layers some to purpose that. yeah layers to that, everything yeah. gotta have some purpose to it wow really, you know wow. you gotta be you gotta mean something why you did that why you know what I mean you're just doing it there's no no accidents no yeah. sort of, you know there's, there's no coincidences in life you know what I mean I think everything is is intertwined like something is going on that's so that true man follow you know, what I mean? I know so true cause when you think about it like even our life stories man like there's no mistakes and there's no coincidences in that you know you're, you're where you're supposed to be for a reason and the, the sooner people realize that the, the easier it is to sort of accept things as they come you know like accepting opportunities as they come or even just creating opportunities you know when they doesn't seem like there are any you know right. it's like finding finding your way through this whole thing is, is really just a matter of your will absolutely but it's also having a message or like idea that you want to push forward like whatever it is good bad 
you got like something that you're trying to give the world and mm. like if you're able to like get some some outlets to actually push that message forward you know for me i, I want good positive shit to come out so people can go fucking do something with their yeah. time you know yeah, what I mean? i'm yeah. making clocks so you can go do something with your time yeah but whatever it is if you are doing something that's better than sitting around watching tv all the fucking time mm -hmm. you know what mm -hmm. i mean like true i'm always about being active true yeah man i'm after history and how is that for you because a lot of people have their own method to sort of like motivate themselves like what would you say is like your main source of motivation people the people like when i give a clock to somebody and they man amped to have it mm. or they send me the picture where the clock is in the crib or they giving it to a family member and it's you know fucking their head up like oh mm. that's that's it you yeah. know or giving a family member somebody who passed and it's like in mm. the crib and it's resonating with them it makes them comforted it's about the people you know what i mean the mm. clocks the clocks are all about whoever's got the clock like mm. it's for them mm. you know what i mean it's not it's not about me i feel like it came to me to give to the people yeah that's why like it's been growing in price but like I'm never gonna make it be like a numbered edition thing. I want it to be mm -hmm. open-ended. I want everybody to be able to have it. A million clocks in homes. Yeah. I'm in 3,000 homes at this point now. Wow. And I wanna just keep doing that. Yeah. When I make other weird shit, that's me being cross. Like, yeah. I, I'm on my mind. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I'm yeah. that shit crazy. <laughs> so that's the surrealist in me to make whatever's in my head into a reality. Mm. But the clocks are for the people. That's real. That's real, that's man. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that's the the best part of it too is like when you're doing it like for a purpose like that because you got to think like art, whether it's music, painting, like physical sculpture work, any type of art that resonates with us, like you know, it's something that 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 it sticks with us. You know, it's not something that we just like gloss over. Like your favorite song it's something that's gonna stay with you the rest of your life. Those lyrics are gonna stay with you. You remember when you first heard that song? You remember what it meant to you at that point? So it's like those are the types of things that resonate with people, and the things that you're creating for people is what's gonna resonate with them forever. And the gift of it, you know, if after they've had it, they could pass it down to someone, you know. So like it's gonna live on in the lives of and families and, and homes for for years to come man so it's, it's really dope it's really Thank dope you, man appreciate it yeah so is it is it uh interesting just like seeing how people are receptive to it because you know it's, it's not something that necessarily is like the first thing on your mind like oh this is what i'm i want for an art piece right well like do you know what i mean like art isn't even necessarily like a a, a, a need like mm. you don't need it you want it or you don't have to have it but you know what i mean that's the thing with like even even in the world like the first things that always go is the art programs they take the arts because that shit gives people a voice to do something expressive mm. and they want people compliant and you know yeah. in, my, in, my, in my mind anyway yeah. but like when people i've had like a drunk dude come into a spot and like rip down a muhammad ali clock and beat it up and like the bouncer put his fucking knee on his neck and gave me bread for it because he was like the drunk dude was like it's taunting me mm. you know what i'm saying and it's resonating with him on another level like you see the clock and it wants to fight but then i had like my, my other homie's daughter be like oh look he's laughing you know what i mean person's laughing so like the kids see something else in it because mm. it's a face so like you know the face got so many emotions and you don't even need to speak that language to see what the face expression means you can tell you know what i'm saying yeah yeah like that in itself has so many you know language and mm. kindness that you know what i mean so i don't know like it 
that's the interesting thing about art though it's interpretive and you can mean a million different things to a million different people yeah you know but it's not a necessary uh commodity for people to have like water you know yeah yeah man it's interesting though i don't know no for sure for sure and and i think you're you're touching on something that's real for for people to understand in regards to the arts you mentioned the fact that you know that's the first program to go in schools and things like that to put a value on how important art is to to culture it's really a difficult thing to do because really all you can really do is to see the effects of it right you know you can't really say okay this is worth this much but you can see how it resonates with someone you can see well, how it can connect like, with someone my high school where i went was i was doing all the poetry and like i was like the only little white kid in my high school mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's all black and spanish so when they used to go and try to like raise the money and they take it to prudential securities or whatever they would always put me up front mm-hmm. with the group of kids to be like, all right, Crosby's gonna go last. Yeah, I mean, I was nice for my shit, though. I ain't gonna yeah. lie. Right, all right. Like, I was to memorize, they had movements to my shit. But, yeah. you know, put the white kid up front and he'll close it and get the money out of him. Mm. And, like, I was all alternative schools because there was nowhere for the kids to go on the Lower East Side. So the parents started the schools. Mm. So from elementary to junior high to high school, though, these schools didn't exist before we went to them. And then to have, like, these art programs where we had to go fight for them and stop trying to do standardized tests. Like, I look at my high school now, and it's all standardized tests. And yeah. it's like, they don't got the same education. They don't got the same upbringing. Like, mm. if I have a kid now growing up the Lower East Side, it's not the same. Mm. I even look at my parents, like, y'all not from New York. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like, my mom's English, my pops from upstate. You don't understand how it is to grow up in in, in this neighborhood like this. Right. It's completely different. Yeah. So. You can see the differences with, with like, the, the arts being available to kids. Mm, yeah. You know, being able to choose from, like, music or poetry or dance. Like, that shit, that shit matters. It know? means something. Yeah, it means something. It's crazy, too. Like, you, you hear people say, like, for me, like, I forget a lot of the names of my science teachers, math teachers, but I remember my art teacher. I remember, like, Percy, my, my music teacher in, like, elementary school, like, early, early. Like, those are the people Connected. that I remember. Yeah, they connected with me the most growing up. And I remember, I still remember lessons. I still remember like actual, like a full day of class with one of these teachers. And that's like, funny you said that because I can remember my poetry teacher, Renee. That's funny. I didn't really yeah. think about it like that. So, what do you remember about your poetry teacher? Well, the thing was is that, like, because I was doing poetry and I was trying to rap, and you have to memorize your shit. You mm-hmm. can't go outside with a notebook. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have to go prepared. And be on your, your, your piece of cues, you gotta have your bars right. Mm-hmm. So I was really about memorizing my shit. And because I was memorizing it and I was writing constantly, like she could work with me more. Mm. So she was like, all right, boom, I can craft this. I, you're giving me something to work with. Yeah. You're not just going into the same, you know, kids always get the poetry and they start doing the, and the, uh, uh, they get the voice and right, shit. Right. I'm just like, <laughs> strip that down, boom. And what I'm saying is real and it's coming from me. So it's mm. already like, what the hell the hell does this kid know? Yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah. about gentrification and all this other crazy shit. Mm-hmm. So like I connected with her because she was like, I can actually talk to you and you understand what's going on. Like with these other teachers are like, I don't even give a fuck about math. I don't mm-hmm. care about that. So I'm not even trying to connect. It was like something I was interested in. So I was like, I remember her. That's funny. I don't even think about that. It's now. real, man. Like, it's real. It's it's like, the, and that just goes to show like the the impact. Like something like like people don't even realize how important those teachers are in our lives. You know, because 
it's because of that poetry teacher that like you sort of led to your next step in terms of like getting really into yeah, the music. It all cascaded, got me here. You're where you are today because of those people. You know, so like for like schools and school programs to sort of take away those art programs, they're basically taking away potential. Absolutely. You know, it's crazy. I always say if I get a lot of money, I'll go back and give kids mad like, you know, new computers or tablets they have on the desk and shit like that. Even I remember I went to uh, Jeffrey Deitch. I was working for Jeffrey Deitch for a while, who's like a big gallerist in the city. And he had Michael Gondry, who did like Be Kind Rewind. He did all these films or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they took all these movie sets and they did all the sets in there. And then I'm looking at it like, yo, this is crazy lit right now. And they have people filming inside it like you could take a camera and film. And I went and sat down with him just on like, fuck it, I'm going to thug it out and go sit down and talk to him. And I was like, yo, you need to give this to public schools. Let the kids come in here and work on this. Mm. And he was like, nah, I don't want nobody to have it kind of thing. Like, or maybe I'll give it to a college. I was like, nah, you don't understand how big of a deal this would be for public school (laughs) you know because it opens up so many doors and like Mm. when you get the fuck out of school and then you go home and you're the piece or you're on the block like that shit Mm. is not the same Mm. you know what I'm saying if you made it to college that's yeah you're already there you know what I mean like yeah and I just see the future like now now kids are realizing like school really like is like on the computer you know like they're learning the most from like online the internet Yo, connecting phones with the, too, yeah their phones like they're connecting with like different artists and, and different mediums of art through their phone and through the, the laptop like I just see that there's a there's a new wave of, of kids who are like finding other ways when school systems aren't necessarily giving them the creative juices they need they're finding it in other forms you know so right. I feel like I mean that, and that's like the essence of like the the determination spirit like one door is closed you'll find another one to get through you'll go through a window you know, even if you don't realize it, you know, so I think that, you know, even though it is looking kind of bleak for like our school system, like I, I still have faith in the youth, you know, Absolutely. I, I still feel like we'll find our way, you know. Absolutely. Even though some of those kids walk, walking around with like socks and them slippers on, I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I feel like I'm old now shit. Nah, like, nah, nah. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. Don't fuck around. Yeah, no, it's cool, man. Yeah, and, and um, so like, where do you want to take what you're doing? I see like the potential it just keeps getting like larger and larger. The scale keeps growing. Like, where do you see yourself taking your work? Man, I want to do Shogogozian. I want to mm. do museums. I sold Art Basel out three years in a row. Like, those are goals that I've, I've obtained, and then some that I want to reach. A million clocks in homes. Like everybody having a clock that they look at and they're inspired by. That, you know, these are still, like, there's just shit that I want to accomplish that I've wanted to accomplish for the last couple of years. And I'm mm-hmm. inching closer every day to those things, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like, I just want to have the freedom to do dope shit and, and create whatever, you know, is in my in my mind to create. Yeah. And have, and have a, a like, an outlet to, to show the people. You know what I mean? I don't want to get gassed on mm. what I need to do or... Right, you know, right. At the end of the day, I've been broke forever. So like, if I make some bread, like, I can only just do more dope shit. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. And I, and I see like what you're putting in, like the effort and the work and the determination. It's it's not easy. You know, it doesn't. This isn't any easy feat. What you're doing takes talent. It takes skill and it takes hard work. So like to see what you're doing, man, on the level that you're doing it at, I appreciate it. It's it, it takes a lot, you know. So so definitely you. like you know it's it's recognized, we recognize it, we respect it, and like I I mean 
from the fact that Merck and Top sort of put me on to what you were doing, it's like, man, like, Word. why did I not know about this earlier, you know? So I just, I'm excited to see more people put on to what you're doing, man. Thank you, man. It takes time. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it, man. That's it. So really appreciate you being on the podcast, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, like, this is really dope. And so just for people who don't know, like, how can they get in contact with you and, like, learn more about your work? I'm, I'm Clockwork Cros, like, Crosby. That's my real name, C-R-O-S. B Y, you know what I mean? Clockwork Cross. I'm I'm Clockwork on all social media, you know what I mean? Clockworkcross.com. I don't make it difficult. I used to have <laughs> mad different names like yeah. Glenn Crosby and Crosspolitan and, <laughs> and Composition Cross, Young City the Kid. I had mad yeah. names, the aliases, and had them shits all mixed up. But right. now it's like, like, make it easy for the people. Yeah, you yeah. know, facts. just to give them, give them that good shit. So facts, facts, man. Well, appreciate it, man. Really, thank Most you definitely. for being on, Hell man. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing what you do next. This has been The Open Canvas with Clockwork Cries. I'm out. To find out more about The Open Canvas, hit up our website, theopencanvas.com. Also stay tuned to our Instagram, at The Open Canvas. And for any questions or inquiries, hit up my email, taj, T-A-J, dot, opencanvas, at gmail.com. This has been The Open Canvas, produced by Taj Alexander.